better off the yeah, cup. We do. Hello, uh, welcome back everyone to Rising Warriors, Rachel Kulay. I am enrolled member uh, with Shoshone Band and um, Northwest Band Shoshone Nation, excuse me, sorry. Uh, we're kind of um, having our little talk before we started here. Oh, powwow. So our little, our powwow, we can say a powwow. Um, welcome to our powwow. You're all invited. Yes, welcome back. So I have Gary Jenis back with us, Native Outlaws, and I asked him to come back to finish part two of our last interview. Um, I we finished speaking, and there was just so much more that we were talking about off camera that I really, um, we both felt that we needed to share this and um, we have more messages that we would like to share with you guys. So real quick, I'm gonna have Gary, um, just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody about yourself a little bit. Those that didn't get to uh, watch the last interview, take it away. Okay. All right, well, you probably heard it before, but my name's Gary Janess and I'm Native Outlaws Most Wanted. So uh, that just pretty much means that I, uh, I run Native Outlaws. So um, I've been doing that for since 2012 and um, basically as a place for natives to come together to share pride. But uh, today, in today's times, I feel it's, a lot, it's more important to do as much with it as I can because I've built up a pretty big fan base and I realize that. So I, I do try to help natives. My big thing is native supporting natives and you know, it's kind of caught on the shirt that I'm wearing right now, this is from uh, Delwin Lewis over Creations Inc. This is one of his designs, and it starts off with Native Supporting Natives. Uh -huh. But uh, anyway, each of these feathers has a Native page that he supports, and you can see it on top, Native Outlaws. That's me. Yes. So this is pretty much what Native Supporting Natives is all about. You know, I, you support me, Rachel. I support you, and uh, I try to reach out to as many Natives as I can, support them. And it's all about supporting each other, especially through these hard times. And uh, with uh, the quarantine, everyone's stuck at home. No powwows, no gatherings. It's pretty much social media is where it's at. Exactly. So fortunately, exactly. fortunately for me, I'm in a good spot where I can help people, reach a lot of people. So, and um, yeah, having a page is uh, filled my heart. I, I get a lot of messages that really touch my heart. And of course I have haters. I deal with them. I just, you know, it just goes over my head. Not a big deal. But the people who take the time to reach out and message me and talk about how my page has touched their page or changed or touched their lives, changed it in some way, that really makes me happy and really makes me feel like I'm doing a good thing. So, yeah. So yeah. social media is where it's at. This is the new powwow right now, right? What do you do? It is, you know, this is the only thing that it we is. can do. So this is what we're doing. And I absolutely love it. Um, what everyone's doing on native country, supporting each other. And I love it's brought up a lot of brought up a lot of people that you normally wouldn't see. You know, like I said, I've come across storytellers, you know, I've you know never really done that before. But I, I watched listen to their stories. And man, they're they're teaching our history through words. So 
Very cool. Yeah. I, and, and yeah, a lot of people are, I mean, I've had a lot of time to sit here and look for people and I'm coming across a lot of people that I've never heard of before topics that I've never dealt with before, but, um, but yeah. So if I can use native outlaws to put a spotlight on somebody, I'll, I'll do that. You know, it makes me feel good, especially when somebody really isn't known. And then all of a sudden, boom, they get all these uh, messages and likes and comments about their work. And it just, it touches me. That's why I do what I do. You know, just, just recently I've had quite a few and it just really almost makes me cry. <laughs> right. It's really touching with the, the messages, even just with the messages that you've sent me that people have said, you know, it's, it's really touched me um, to hear those messages too, because, you know, th this, this is hard. It's not easy for us to be vulnerable, to talk about generational traumas and, you know, things that have been hidden behind doors and been kept quiet for so many years. And now we're just like, uh, we're, we're done being quiet. And it's yeah. like, almost like the throats, the throats are finally like, no, we're going to be heard now. And this is the truth. And this is our truth. And I'm sorry if you don't like it, but this is what happened. And this, how are we going to make change if we don't address what, um, you know, really needs to change and needs to happen to make things right, to mend things that um, have been broken. And, you know, there's a huge trust that has been lost and broken from day one and it's generational. So we have huge, you know, I've, I was talking to someone the other day, um, you know, when you're sitting back and with a bunch of white people, you kind of sit back and you really observe in a group setting and you really have to look at everybody's walk. You look at, we look at everybody's, you know, the way their spirit is, is it matching with their walk? Is it matching with their words? Is it matching behind closed doors? And, but the thing that makes it hard is we actually see when by doing this, we see the tricksters. We see a lot of, a lot of the people that, you know, they think they've got it or they don't, or they've got big ego and, um, they're not willing to listen or um, even sit down to even have this conversations that we're having. They're, yeah. they're very closed minded to it. They don't want to address it. And I was thinking it's, about it's, this it's the other day. It is. And I was thinking about this the other day. They want, you know, the world expects the natives. They want us to do the healing. Okay. So we're doing generational healing where I'm working on, and I know you're working on it. And through the things you're doing, you you're working on your generational trauma, the healing that that has happened. Me, I'm working on this. My family, we're working. You know, there's so many natives that are working on the healing for our ancestors for the next seven generations to come. But at the same time, I was having a conversation with myself the other day, and it was like, I, where are the white people that are doing the healing for their ancestors for the traumas that they caused us? So it's yeah, kind of like, where, where are, you know, they want us to do the healing, but are you the white people? Are you willing to focus and do the internal, you know, looking at yourself and your ancestors and what is it that you can do to do that healing? What is it that you can do to change the generational trauma that of the suppression that is put on us? The racism address this, you know, how, we, how are we supposed to go forward 
if we're not all addressing our own issues and self-reflection and looking in the mirror. And so it's kind of, you know, I, interesting, but at the same time, so we at least someone's pulling and pulling together and we're going to be like, all right, we're not pointing fingers. Yes, we know this was done to us, but we're going to work on the healing and we're going to move forward. And I think that's where the the resilience that I really love about the indigenous and the native country is that if, even through all the traumas that we've gone through um, and tra losing traditions, trying to find traditions back again, you know, we're still resilient. We're still pushing through. We're still trying to connect and trying to reach out and learn and learn from other people and, um, you know, re reestablish what was once lost in, in the new world. So that kind of brings me into the poem that um, you wrote that I would really be honored if you shared that with everyone the message that's in your poem is it's not just for you like you were saying you. it's for everyone yeah i wrote it like five years ago and i posted it once or twice on my page but it's really how i felt at the time when i'm when my page was starting to grow you know it made me feel good and it made me feel like i had a purpose and maybe this was it native outlaws um so, so uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and um, put my glasses on, pop it up and read it out for you. All right, so it starts out as Native Pride. Our song and dance was against the law. Murder and injustice is all we saw. We laid down our weapons to end this fight. Your numbers were many and your weapons were might. So you took my land and cut my hair too. Do you fear me less if I look like you? We go to your schools and your churches too. Now we're armed with knowledge to do battle with you. And now we dance and now we sing. Peace and harmony is what we bring. My heart is red and my skin is too. I'll always be native through and through. So basically the underlying message was, you know, I went to your schools, I went to your churches and I'm armed with knowledge. Now I have all this pride in me and I can put those both together to make a path, you know for myself and I don't expect anyone to follow me, but for those who feel the same as me, who don't speak up about it can follow me. You know, like I said, this is probably the first time I've openly admitted that I sold my rights, you know, it, it's a bad way to put it, but, um, but yeah, that's what happened to me. It's probably what happened to a lot of people. So, and yeah. So anyway, I'm just trying to make up for it by doing what I do. Just, uh, just a native trying to make a difference. So You know, I was thinking about that the other day because I was talking to my mom and people don't really realize. And I was putting out what we were doing is we were putting ourselves in your shoes and we were putting yourselves ourselves in the shoes of your ancestors is what it really was. Because I it was like when you told me this and this is what I see, too, with a lot of people is this is ancestral stuff again. This is, you know like it's almost like your ancestors at one point felt like at, they like they had to do this too they in order to save their people they had to you know maybe go and be a part of the calvary and help and scout and do different things to save your people so that you could be standing here today and so if we really start looking at patterns of our ancestors we can actually start seeing 
that we actually still carry the traumas. We actually still carry their, their blood in us without even realizing it. So I was, I was putting myself in your shoes. And as I was doing this, it was like, I was seeing your ancestors at one point having to go through this fight, having to give up their land, having to have this peace in their heart, you know, to, to walk away and have an understanding that we don't own the land. We own nothing. We are caretakers of the land. And so that was part of the thing, like when the white people came in is we were open. They were open. Ancestors were open because, you know, if this isn't our land, who are we to say who can and can't be here? If we have comers coming overseas and coming to, you know, the land, it's going to be with welcome arms. The, the natives on your side, because you were on that side, you know, of the settlers coming in during the first time it took, you know, it took hundreds of years before they got over here to my, you know, my people on this side of the United States. So your ancestors, if you think about it, they were, they were there during the beginning of the settlers coming in. So it was like, what, what traumas, you know, did they go through that, you know, that you're carrying and that you're going through, but then at the same time, it's almost like because of what you're going through, it's almost like you were called to be the one to do the healing for the ancestors, for your ancestors. It wasn't your sister. It wasn't, you know, your your siblings, um, your your parents, you know, it was like it was called to be you to to do this. And it was and I see that because of this, it is empowered you if you hadn't. um maybe you know sold your sold your rights you know in that way you maybe not be here you may not be you know native outlaws may not be native outlaws you know what yeah. i'm saying is like i would just be one of the many one of the many members but yeah exactly yeah, for some reason I, I, well, you uh go ahead I was going to say, for some reason, I decided to put up a fight because I did lose my first page. It took me five years to build that page, and just like that, it was gone. And I almost just gave up. I didn't want to go through all that again. And then, like I said, a, a good friend of mine, Mark Gonzalez, who owned this page before me, and it was a Native American circle, he donated it to me. You know, He knew that I have a lot of heart, and I do put a lot of myself into Native Outlaws. So he donated it to me, you know, that was, that, I'm sure that was pretty hard for him. And so, yeah, uh, but you know, it, it, and what I was going to say is what we're talking about is as a page owner, I run into a lot of uh, people, a lot of messages. And of course the white people say, why are you guys still crying about what happened hundreds of years ago? I'm not crying about what happened hundred years ago. I'm crying about what happened to my mom. And because of what happened to my mom is how I've been raised and grew up and have now I'm giving my mom a voice and ge and her generation a voice who had to cut their hair, who were punished for speaking their language. And uh, that's a, that's a, brings up another message that I got, another message that touched my heart. There was a uh, girl who was in her 20s. She says she was turned on the Native Outlaws by an elder because she's because the elder said that I am Native Outlaws. He says everything that I wish I could say, you know, when because sometimes I. Sometimes I cross the line with my post, but really, you know, it's just sharing my pride. So a lot of people think that I'm racist or whatever. I'm just proud. And I'm just saying things that couldn't be said a generation ago. 
So that that was another message that really touched my heart. That really I remember all the time. You know, an older somebody my my mom's age loves my page because of the things I say. So I give him a voice. That's kind of how I took it. So well, it's that makes me feel good. It's really true because uh, there's a lot of people that you know because of that trauma they can't speak up. But it's it's really us, you know, to share our voice it's it's up to you know those that have that strength to do it that you've been called you know especially the younger generations it you know it's time to step up it's time for you you little ones to speak your voice and you know we're relying on you (laughs) i kind of sit back and i'm looking at the world and i'm like looking at the children in the world and i'm like this is our future and but i'm looking at the native children too and I'm seeing a huge fight and shift and change in them. And I'm so proud of them. And for all the, you know, the younger ones that are watching, you know, it's so important to share your voice. It's, it, it is extremely um, important and you have to start somewhere. And even if you don't think anybody's watching, it'll, someone's watching, someone's always watching and it just takes the few right people to just kind of pick up the momentum and go. But there's people like us, you know, that we we see you and I'll be reaching out to you. And, you know, Gary will be reaching out to you. And and he because we both are in that place of, you know, really searching for the other warriors that are rising that are, you know, trying to make a difference that may not have a huge platform but need somewhere to speak because like I was saying it's like I no voice is too small and no voice is too big to me and it doesn't matter like what I was telling with you it's like no your you know your story needs to be heard people's stories need to be heard and like you were saying they still think of why are you still crying over this and why why are you still hung up on you know Uh, generation traumas you have your powwows you have your ceremonies and it's like well actually still they're still being regulated um there's they didn't start up till the early 80s right exactly yeah and it took you know aim to really go through that and it so you know it's it takes time but you know we're all here and that's what i i'm i love seeing so many people just speaking their voices now and stepping up and sharing, you know, their stories and things like that. It's, it's um, an honor at the same time to be here at this time, watching everybody find their voice and through the pandemic, you know, cause a lot, I'm listening to a lot of people. It's on both sides. It's this has been the worst year of my life. And um, you know, this has been a hell hole, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, yeah, this, has been but at the same time it's beautiful and like I was telling one of my friends uh, a couple years ago I was telling her I said you know it's gonna take something drastic in the world for the whole world to go through for a huge change to happen and she kind of looked at me all crazy like what do you mean like something drastic can happen on the whole world at one time that's you know kind of like impossible and I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, no, this is uh, dreams that I've been having. Uh, there, Something's going to happen on a global scale that's going to wake everyone up because everybody's waking up, but they're not waking up 
as a collective together. And so for me, watching through this whole pandemic, it's been beautiful because I watched everybody wake up. And not only that, you're going back to almost the, the old way of living, of being slow and <laughs> taking day to day, uh, sitting and being with your family, having time to be with your family, having time to not rush out the door and go to work and slave away and actually get to enjoy what it feels like to be with your family, to be with your loved ones, to go and be outside and to be in that quiet place. That's, that's the place where you become more connected. And that's also the place where us natives have actually been being more connected is through that and finding it through the social media. But if you if you go and watch like what you've been sharing, you have all of these dancers that are dancing in their backyard now. You know how healing that is to the land that people are now putting on their regalia. They're singing more. They're doing things every day in their in their own home and outside. And it's not a powwow. That that's that's beautiful to me. You know, it's pretty we, much them sharing, sharing a prayer. You know, when they dance, they prayer. pray. Exactly. Sharing and medicine so, for all of us who, who can't. Exactly. And so it's like, but not only that, the energy in that, if everybody praying, that's where even more of a change in collective happens on a whole nother level is because, you know, those prayers, the earth, the energy you're, she care, you know, so will be at Mother Earth. She carries us, and so when like it's important that we go and stand in the ground and ground ourselves, or stand in the earth, go for nature walks, be in those quiet places. Um, I, you know, gathering, and I want you to share your one story because it, this is another, you know, signs, you know, things that we look for. People don't pay attention to the sky. They don't really look up and, but we're as natives, we're always looking up to the sky. We're always looking up to the star people. We're always looking up to the, the birds and the eagles. And so feeling connected. When, yeah. And being connected. And so we were talking earlier about eagles and I, and I just wanted you to share your story um, real quick. And then I'll touch up on what I had told you afterwards. So we were talking about gathering medicine and we were talking about cedar earlier and um, different things that happen and signs of uh, things that we see when we are in those places. Yeah, I was, um, we were talking about when we were doing our prayer for sage and I happened to have some cedar because I have a cedar tree out in my front yard. So uh, I was saying, talking about how I have a friend, Carrie Sanders, who I met through Native Outlaws. She uh, brought her son over for a visit. I gathered some cedar for them. And uh, we were in my backyard. They were sitting around the fire. I was actually building a fire at the moment. And her son turned around and looked up and saw an eagle circling that tree that I just cut some leaves off. And uh, so he says, is that an eagle? And we all turn around and sure enough, it was. And then as soon as we looked, the eagle swooped down right above flew above us took off and it was just at that moment we all felt the same thing we were just visited by Rodrigo you know? 
That was pretty amazing because I live in Oregon City and there's not really, I don't really see any eagles in that area. So it was just perfect timing. I mean, we were there to share medicine. We were there to share friendship. And uh, yeah, and it felt really good because it was like two months into the uh, quarantine. So people were starting to get out and about, get decided to come give me a visit. So that was that was an awesome day and, and an awesome experience. And we both looked at it or we all looked at it as what it was. It was a message, you know. We were there to share medicine and it was, I don't know, orde ordained by an eagle. <laughs> so, well, like I was telling you, is, is, you know, what I was always told is that when those eagles are flying over and that, like, in like what happened is it's that, you know, the ancestors, you know, creators there with you and, the, you know, those prayers, those messages that um, are there with you, they're being watched over. And I was told too that, long time ago that there I'll say, tell a story real quick so there one day long time ago there was um these natives these this tribe and they there was the sick people and they needed these prayers, needed to, these taken prayers. To, uh, taken to creator and they kept praying and and there was all these different birds that were coming in and saying i can take their I prayers to creator and so then, you know, different birds, they would come in and try to take the prayers and carry it up. But because they were so small, uh, they couldn't withstand the the heat from the sun. And so then they couldn't they couldn't get that high up in the sky and they would come back down and they would get burnt. And there was all these different birds. They keep one would keep coming in and trying to grab the prayers and take them up to creator. But none of them could really do it until the eagle came and the eagle used to be pure white and there still is pure white eagles uh flying around i've been told and i've seen them in my dreams and i was told that that eagle came down and says i will i will come and i can help take those prayers for you and so he came and he grabbed the prayers and he flew up and he kept flying and he felt the sun burning him, but he kept pushing through. And as he was burning through the sun and going up into the sky, he, the, the black started coming onto the body of the eagle, but it was just, it was just burned just a little bit on the outside, but he kept flying and flying and he made it out into the the top of the that universe and that sky and took the prayers to the creator and that's when the the eagle ha had that medicine and was and that's where you know our ancestors they can fly that's where we so now you see the eagle feathers so now when we're dancing our prayers they're constantly being carried by those eagle feathers that we're praying those the, even though that spirit in you know the the eagle maybe have passed on the body has passed on the spirit is still living within it and that's why it's so sacred you know and it's sacred not to drop it, it, you know it's not a good thing to drop the eagle feather that's to us you know those that don't know when you drop an eagle feather that's that's like letting that warrior down you just let that soldier down. You just drop that soldier that saved your life, that has been serving for you, that's been praying for you, that, you know, for your freedom here, even it, it's that soldiers, you know, it's like letting them down. You let them fall. You didn't take care of it. And that happened to me one time. 
I'll share this story a long time ago um, when I started getting back into powwows um, when I was about 16, 17, um, I had cut my hair. And so my braids weren't that tight. And my aunt, she, she was doing her best that she could to put my plumes in my hair. And during grand entry, um, no, it was right after grand entry in, in, um, in her tribal. And I just was dancing and all of a sudden I felt it getting looser and looser. And then all of a sudden I didn't feel anything in my head. And I just, I felt my heart just drop and I stopped and I looked down and there was my eagle feathers sitting on the ground. And I remember I was like inside, I was trying to stay calm and collected on the outside, but inside I was like crying I was like, I let down these soldiers. I let down our warriors. I let down these men that have sacrificed, you know, their life for me and, and women. And then all of a sudden, then all of the traditional men come around. Then all of the color guard come around. Then any man that had the eagle whistle came around and prayed over <laughs> that, that, that eagle not only that, for those that don't know too, they'll completely stop the powwow. They completely stop the powwow and all of the traditional men, they go around that eagle feather. I had to step away out of that circle. They had to pray over that eagle feather. Then not only that, I had, I had to give an offering back to the people that blessed and prayed over that eagle feather. I, I gave had to give an offering back to the the drummers that sang for me for that time while they were praying over that eagle feather. And they have different options that they can do. When they, when you drop an eagle feather, they can either, um, they'll talk amongst each other, the men, and they can decide that they'll give you that eagle feather back and that, you know, they'll see either, like with me, they gave me that eagle feather back. They saw where my heart was. They saw that, that it wasn't purposefully done. I just had a nice reprimand talking to about making sure that my regalia, my eagles, my eagle feathers, everything was always secured tight before I ever step out on that powwow floor or in the ceremony. And every time ever since that, I have, no, have not dropped one since, but every time because of that, I make sure it is secure in my hair. Um, the other thing is, is they'll give it to your relatives um, to hold on to you until they see fit that you can actually take care of that eagle feather. And then that'll give, they'll give it back to you. Or I seen too, they'll take it from you. And then one of those veterans, um, holds on to that eagle feather and you don't get that eagle feather back. Um, and that's when they really saw that you really disrespected that, that warrior, um, and that spirit of that eagle, cause it, it's still living. And, so I, I guess the part of this is, is that, you know, the eagle is a very sacred animal um, being. Um, it's also one of the highest, and not a lot of people know this, but it's also one of the highest vibrations uh, in the <clears throat> earth. It's the higher vibration over a magnet. And so when we're, so when we're blessing ourselves and we're blessing ourselves with the eagle feather, 
where actually that eagle feather has so much power and so that high vi energy vibration that it literally pulls out that negative energy out of the body. So that's why you always are seeing the eagle feather. There's also other feathers, you know, um, other birds that have their medicine and their purpose too. I'm I'm not dismissing any of the other um, uh, animals and the eagles and the birds because uh, each one has their own purpose. But the eagle, especially in my tribe, um, it's a very sacred that sacred thing. And the and the lessons that come with that eagle, you know, of being together, having you know your loved ones together have when you're driving or you're in those places you know the eagle flying over you and so you it's like that's that feeling to me it's always like okay i'm in the right place i'm all right or yeah. i'll be driving down this down the road where you really don't usually see a hawk or an eagle and i'll see one sitting there on the light post and i'm having a bad day or just needed to know that i'm being watched over and i look over and there's an eagle sitting there or um you know, flying over or something. And then it just, it always makes me like, okay, I'm all right. Like Put I'm, being watched. I'm being watched over. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on the right place, even though I may be in the storm and I can't see clearly, you know, it's, it's that, you know, holding on to that strength and really, you know, knowing that your ancestors are there watching. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, so I just wanted, I wanted to share that with you and with everyone too, because, you know, that's. Yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful story. I, I've, I've seen a couple of eagle feathers fall and everything stops. It's a very spiritual and emotional moment. And, uh, you know, I, as an administrator or whatever, I'm always shooting videos. It's one time people tell me no videos. So I, I've learned that lesson a couple of times. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen an eagle feather fall down. and it's. It's just like you say, everything stops, all the uh, color guard comes and they do their prayer. And yeah, it's very powerful, just like you said. So I, I'm glad you shared that. You know, it's, I, I don't know, maybe maybe it fell just because we needed that opportunity to, to feel that spirituality, you know? I, I don't know. I, I don't ever look at it as a, as a knock on a dancer for losing their feather. I mean, they dance hard, stuff happens. Maybe it's just a reminder that, hey, we need to stop and we just need to come together, do a prayer, and then go back. So yeah, it, I, it is, it is, it is very powerful. Well, yeah. and it's true because if you want to take that to daily life, how many times do we, you know, go through life and then we make a mistake? But, you know, in the community, in, in the Native way, you know, we all come together and how do we make this right? How do we address this? How do we learn from this? How do we grow from this? And I think that's like, from me, the best thing, you know, cause they could have easily yelled at me. They could have easily reprimanded me. You know, those, those warriors could have easily sat me down and finger pointed at me and drilled me, you know, and had me in tears, broken down, crying to where I don't ever want to dance again. But yeah. they didn't do it in that way. And, and, and in the Native way, it's it's taught with love. You know, it's teaching with love. It's teaching with that kindness. Because if you want someone to learn, you you have to talk. You have to be loving and have that unconditional love in a way. Or else we can't 
grow. We can't learn or else we're just going to be defensive and put our guards up and then we're not going to hear anything. So I, I really, you know, honored those men that, you know, and at every powwow I see uh, and how they, they communicate, how they talk, how loving they are, even though someone messed up or maybe, you know, didn't take care of something properly, or maybe they were rushing and, you know, just had to get into the grand entry, but did not take that extra second just to make sure everything was secure and ready to go. Um, you know, or maybe someone, you let someone put, you know, those feathers in your hair and you realize later that you should have, have never had that person put that feathers in their hair. They were in the right place to put your feathers in the hair. And maybe that's also too why they, it, it fell. Cause I, that happened to me, you know, it was all, there's all these different situations that can happen, but at the same time, like you said, there was, I, I really do feel now like what you said is like, Maybe there, it was more for someone else that was watching and why that eagle feather fell. It was remembering, you know, having to take that time. Remember, people need to see these things too because and witness these things um, because they're just like, oh, yeah, it's just the eagle feather. Like, big deal. I see him all the time. And it's like, no, you know, these, it, they have life. It is up to us to take care of, you know, that life and their spirit and keep them keep them alive and you know it's our job and and the same thing with all these other you know ceremonies we could talk about and uh animals it's you know those caretakers of you know those ceremonies with those you know those um animals and whatever that may be you know it's it's our job to walk in that that good way and keeping their spirits alive because that medicine with them in those animals is real. It's not just some hocus pocus. It's not so just made up, made up thing, you know, it's, it's really alive. Everything around us has breath. Everything around us is living. The trees are living. They talk. If you're quiet enough, uh, you can spirit. listen. Yeah. And, you know, Yes, exactly. They'll talk to you. The plants still talk to you. Um, I hear the plants talk all the time, especially when I'm gathering. My mom and I will be out there and all of a sudden you hear, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> and then you're like, no, over here, pick me. I want to go. Like, I want to be used as medicine. And you just like, you're like, it gets overwhelming. And we're like, okay, piece of candy, piece of candy. Like, like <laughs> we're just going for, you know, but, but at the same time, I got to remember too, because I'm hearing this that I have to say is you always need to make sure you're giving an offering. People just think that they're just going to take and like, I can have this herb. It's just, you know, it's just right here. And yeah, okay, it's free, but you're, you need to give an offering back for that plant and whatever it is. So like my, I have a thing of cedar here in my, you know, that I crush up. I, I sat there, you know, I, it's it's a lot and you know this <laughs> wow. actually right here was actually um a pillowcase full of cedar that is wow. now in this in this box container i have here but 
there's a lot of prayer that goes into that. You know, it's not that I'm just going out there and, you know, same thing I know with you. It's not like you're just going out there. We're just going to pick cedar and, oh, yeah, good time. It's no, it's listening. It's connecting. It's also saying this is what I'm going to use you for. You're going to be my smudge. You're going to help, you know, clear the energy. You're going to help you know, bless my home. You're going to help bless these other people where you are going to use you in ceremony and you're going to bless you're putting, the you're putting your positive energy into it. Exactly. Just like braiding hair. You're putting your positive energy into that. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, always making sure you're giving thanks back to the land. Um, and for me, I always give, I always carry tobacco so I always have tobacco when I'm going different places or, you know, even if I am going into the mountains, especially if there are mountains that um, are not my tribe, I give an offering of tobacco before I enter into those mountains. I am giving offerings before I go walk onto the, that path, you know, that might that you know, whatever may be out there that, you know, I'm giving my offerings so that that peace, I'm coming into your land, I'm respecting your land, your people, and I'm, I want to be a part of this and, and witness this and witness this energy and the beautiful place here. Here's my offering for letting me be on your land. People forget this. And so every time, you know, I go out, I'm always giving an offering. I go to the water. I give an offering. Thank you for the water. Bless the water. Bless our, our people. Bless the relatives. Bless the water relatives. You know, we there's so many along the coast, you know, we we live off the fish. They live off the fish, you know. There's so, yeah. you know, we eat that fish. And so it's like, you know, you you give offerings back and making you hungry now, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm due for breakfast, yes. Bless the fish. But so I think to, that's like a big thing, you guys, is offering. And it's not just a native thing, especially if you're not from any any color, any indigenous, any color, any any place from all the four corners of the earth, you know. Anywhere you go, you should be giving that offering to the land and thanking the land for allowing you to be there and to take care of you and to provide things for you that are around. And it's, you know, it's very important that you also honor the ancestors and the land that you're walking on and um, your home everybody's homes that's in the United States, like you are on native land that once was cared by a native and we don't own anything. We come into this world with nothing and we leave in this world with nothing but ourselves. We are caretakers of the land. We are caretakers. From the earth and then back to the earth. Yes. So I'm going to, I want to leave that with everybody that we are caretakers and, you know, it is up to us to be respectful and to honor and to give, you know, give the thanks back and to the land, to creator, um, the beauty that's around. It's it's all alive. It it all has breath. It all has its own energy. 
I could talk about this one for hours and days with energy and plants because there's whole all these scientific facts and things like that. That's really cool that um, show uh, sounds. If you want to go look that up, you can go look that up. Um, there, there's actual scientific proof that each plant plays its own sound and its own song. And so, you know, that's a whole nother thing that we could talk about one day. But um, I just want to, you know, leave that with everybody. And again, thank you, Gary, for being on and being here today with me. And My pleasure. And um, helping, supporting, you know, Native supporting Natives. And, you know, it's a good day to be something else. <laughs> Native supporting Natives. Heck yeah. yeah. It's a good thing. It's not, you know, it's not just a saying. It's not just a saying. It's a movement. You know, we all need to support each other. So, you know, if you're looking for some cool native wear, make sure it's from a, a real native artist. So, yeah. yeah. And do your research I mean, and background checks on stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because we all need to support each other. So, yep. Thank you for so, supporting me, Rachel. And I will oh, support thank you. Thank you for supporting me, too. You know, that's, that's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, native supporting natives family it's how we got to be so it's the only way that we're going to we're here difference too yep yeah so it's, you know, as as it's an honor first. to be with you <laughs> thank you rachel it's my pleasure and honor too i appreciate it thank you and uh thank you everybody who is watching and stay tuned for next couple of days there'll be another amazing uh guest speaker with me thank you everyone Oost.